This is the Elevate Student Ministry Podcast. Hi, I'm Pastor Dominic. Welcome to the Elevate Podcast. I'm crazy grateful for all of you who subscribe, share, and leave reviews. If this is your first time, welcome to the Elevate community. Like our home church, Living Word, I and the Elevate leaders work as hard as we can to build an atmosphere of love to exalt Christ, make disciples, and equip the saints. It would mean the world to us if you helped us get the word out by sharing this episode on social media. If you'd like to learn more about Elevate, visit us at iloveelevate.com, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and subscribe to the podcast. Thank you for everything you do, which brings faith, hope, and love to the world around you. Hallelujah. All right, let's do this thing. We're going to be diving into God's Word. Feel free to have a seat. I'm glad that you left the chair spaced out. I know a couple of you were like, but your best friend's there, so you probably scooted closer, but you're going to need that space tonight. Are you guys ready to dive in? Oh, man, I'm pumped. Tonight is titled, The Salt of Praise. Thank you, my brother. The Salt of Praise. All right, just for fun, I'm going to take a couple postures, and I want you to yell out what sport it is. Are you ready? All right, so if I was like this. Excellent, right? Okay, how about this? Track, right? How about um, how about this one? Boxing. Boxing. Excellent, excellent. All right, so you're able to quickly identify that posture with a sport, right? And every one of those postures is actually poised for action, for anticipation. Imagine this baseball player, and they're standing at the plate. They're anticipating the next move. They're waiting. The stats show that they already have to be ready to swing or not by the time the ball is leaving the pitcher's hand because they're coming so fast. They are geared for anticipation. So my question tonight that I want to open with is, do the communities around you recognize who you are by your posture? Do they recognize your love for Jesus by your posture? Does God recognize and see your love through your posture? The posture of a heart of worship is praise. It comes bubbling and flowing out of us. It just it can't be contained. It's just praise. Jeremiah says, it's like a fire in my bones, the word of the Lord, and I can't help keep it in or it's just going to consume me. It just bubbles out of us. Psalm 145, 21 says, my mouth will speak the praise of Yahweh. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. That is God's personal name. And when they transcribe it in English, they put all caps there, but it's there to recognize that's God's name. My mouth will speak the praise of Yahweh. Let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. And I want to kind of look at some very common verses, maybe in a different light tonight. Matthew 5.13, you already know this. Jesus is speaking, and he says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. Jesus goes on to talk about how his people are light in the world around him. In John, Jesus makes it very clear that he is the light of the world. Just like the sun illuminates everything, he is casting light on the world to reveal God. Salvation is the knowledge of who God is. It is knowing him. And he is challenging his people to say, you are the light of the world, as in, you're the reflection of me. I'm the light, you're reflecting me to the people around you. But back up that one verse, and it says, you are the salt of the earth. Consider salt. What does it do? It gives flavor. 
It takes something that is dry and bland and it brings it to life, right? And what if that salt tasted like sand? It's like worthless. You're not sprinkling that over your jambalaya, you know? I wonder if part of our understanding here is that God's people are supposed to walk in the flavor of life. People are supposed to see Christianity and go, that's the flavor. It's joy. It's praise. It's full of hope and purpose. If God's people walked around like sad sacks all the time, people around them and they themselves are not getting any closer to Christ through that. But to be exuberant, full of the joy of the Lord inside, where it overflows out of us into praise, is a saltiness that people see and they recognize Jesus Christ, who is the light that reveals the Father. You are the salt of your home. Elevate. You're the salt of your school, of your communities, of your clubs, of your sports clubs. You are the salt wherever you go, of Christ. And I'm telling you, if you lose that joy, if you lose that peace, that purpose, direction, and hope, then what are you bringing to the community around you? You're certainly not drawing anyone to know Jesus. And you yourself are now lacking. The life of someone who has been raised by the dead, by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, is going to carry God's love inside of them. And it's going to overflow in praise. My mouth will speak the praise of Yahweh. Let all flesh bless his holy name. If we're going to define worship different from praise, worship is our response to how awesome God is. When we recognize how amazing, how omnipotent and transcendent he is, we respond to him and to the love that he shows us. And that is a heart choice. That is a lifestyle. You don't just worship while the worship team is on the stage. You worship with every word that you speak. You worship with everyone that you speak with, every action you take. Your lifestyle is worship unto God. And so if worship is a heart posture, a heart direction, pointing at Jesus Christ, then out of that heart comes action. Out of that heart comes a demonstrative act of praise. So if we're going to define praise... Praise is the outward expression of an inward heart of worship. And the Bible is full of it. From the beginning to the end, it talks about praising the Lord. I want to talk very briefly on each one. There are seven, seven different words for praise in the Bible. And when they get translated to English, we only get one word, praise. But if we all read Hebrew and Greek, we would recognize that there are actually, throughout the Bible, different forms of praise, seven of them. I was blown away. This was so much fun for me. And I want to look at each one of those tonight, and I want to give you the opportunity to praise God in seven different ways, which is why you need some space. Hallelujah for phase two. We have space in the room. Now, I want to throw out the disclaimer. You can do all the action of praise, all seven of these, all day, and it doesn't mean a lick if your heart is not a heart of worship. The flip side is also, you don't have to wait for an emotion to give God what he is worthy of. Are you following me? And there's there's a difference of heart there because one heart is saying and asking the question, what are the people around me thinking? If I don't do this, will they think I'm not that holy, I'm not that Christian? Or if I do do this, will they think I'm a fanatic? If, if If that's your concern, then that shows a certain heart posture versus is God worthy of praise? 
Is he worthy of this form of praise? Are you following me? And so all of a sudden, things that we're not really comfortable with or maybe things that we don't really feel super emotional about suddenly come into very clear view because, of course, God is worthy. Of course, the one who saved my soul, the creator of the universe, of course, he is worthy of all praise. Are you following me? And so it's not about putting on an actor and putting on a show. Maybe we need to reorient our hearts first. It's all about giving to God what is due his holy name, just like we read in that psalm. So the first one, and I do not expect you to remember all of these foreign words, but I hope that you'll take a challenge to memorize the seven actions or responses. The first one is called halal. Literally, it means to be rowdy to the point of foolishness. Think about David coming home, bringing the ark back to Jerusalem. He danced till his clothes fell off. Don't do that, please. I will lose my job. He comes down the street and he is partying. They are sacrificing bulls like every, I forget, 80 steps or something. They're having a nationwide barbecue and they're dancing wildly with music and everything. And his wife gets all bent out of shape. Because, and what does he say? Like, I'm going to get even more undignified because God is worthy. So when we're talking about halal, this is actually the root word in hallelujah. When hallelujah means Praise Yahweh, it's meaning get crazy to the point of undignified on behalf of God. So when we are, when we are calling out to people, hallelujah, hallelujah, the answer is, yeah, Jesus is awesome. The other side to halal is this. It actually means to brag or boast to the point of foolishness. That will change someone's world who doesn't know the Lord when they meet a Christian who is bragging on their God. Do you not understand the peace and the joy that he gives? He's changed my life. He's given me purpose. The God of gods that, that loves me, that knows me. The kind of people that are willing to brag on God to the point of being undignified about it, that changes people's worlds. Hallelujah. Praise Yahweh. And so halal physically means to dance or laugh or jump, but it also means to brag on how awesome God is. This word appears over a hundred times in the Old Testament alone. Old Testament alone. I want to call Miko up. We're going to participate in all seven, and Miko is going to be giving us some musical accompaniments, so please give him a hand. Come on up, Miko! Psalm 63, 3-4. Because your love, get this, Elevate, because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will halal, I will praise to the point of foolishness you as long as I live. So application tonight, I'm so excited. My challenge to you tonight as Miko gets chunking down on the guitar, laying out some gut-splitting guitar solos, I'd like you to consider something about God. Think about right now, something that is bragworthy about your God. And find some empty space between a chair. And we're just going to jump around and dance a little bit. Don't worry, everybody else is doing it too. And while you are, now pay attention. This is more than just being silly. While you are dancing, jumping around, I want you to be thinking about how awesome God is and that thing that you pinned about God. So you might be going... God saved me when I was still a sinner. And you're going, yeah, God, you saved me when I was still a sinner. You're so awesome. Are you following me? 
Elevator, you ready? Hop onto your feet and get ready to hop some more. Test, test. Can you hear me? All right, so this is a song. It was written a long time ago by Matt Redman, but it says, I will dance, I will dance, I will sing to be mad for my king. Nothing else is hindering the passion in my soul. Are you ready to halal tonight? I will sing to be mad for my king Nothing, Lord, is hindering this passion in my soul I will dance, I will sing to be mad for my king Nothing, Lord, is hindering this passion in my soul I'll become even more undignified than this Some may think it's foolishness And I'll become even more undignified than this All right, so y'all can grab a seat again. Hallelujah. Praise Yahweh. With rowdiness to the point of foolishness. Oh, that's beautiful. All right. I'm going to go through these pretty quickly. Mika, stay up here with me. It's going to be great. The next one is called Yada. Can y'all say Yada? Excellent. This means to worship with raised hands. This is found throughout Scripture. Psalm 42.5 says, Why are you downcast my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again, yada, I will again praise him, my salvation. I'll raise my hands to him, my salvation. The word literally means to shoot an arrow or to throw up in the air. So we're throwing our hands up to God. Imagine a small child running to his parent with the hands up, right? It's total surrender. Pick me up, mom. Pick me up, dad. Think about what your hands up means. It means surrender. This is a great form of worship when you're in a point of need in your life. When you're needing a breakthrough from the Lord. This is an opportunity to come before the Lord and go, God, I need you. I'm desperate and I need you. This is the kind of praise that we offer to God in the midst of difficult circumstances. Psalm 42.5, why are you downcast, my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I will again yada you. We're going to stand to our feet again, and I challenge you, just take a minute, lift your arms, and let's worship God together. Jesus, you are so worthy 
All right, the next one is called Barack. Barack. This one may be a little bit out of the comfort zone for some of you. Barack means to bow or kneel as a sign of reverence, adoration, and repentance. Psalm 95.6 says, O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. Recognize that it talks about Him as our Creator. It's this vision of how big God is to how teeny tiny we are. It carries this weight of humbling. Imagine the untainted holiness of God's awesomeness. Everyone that ever experienced a heavenly being or vision in the Bible was flat down on their face because they recognized their perspective between them and a holy God. This is an outward expression of an awareness of God's holiness. It carries the idea when we bow at being a blessing to him which I think that's beautiful. I'm not, I'm not bowing on behalf of me that I'm going to get some sort of emotional feeling. I'm bowing to bless you, my Lord. This is so beautiful. And this is an opportunity. This is a place of repentance where we go, God, I'm sorry. Forgive me again. When we get our hearts right before a holy God who is just and righteousness and who has wrath against all sin and we get, get cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. And so let's take a few minutes to Psalm 95, 6. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. And so I challenge you to take some of that space. We're going to bow before our maker tonight. is God's heart. We're a people submitted in adoration to him. This next one is a lot of fun. It's Tehillah, not to be confused with tequila, which also creates spontaneous singing. But Tehillah means to break out in spontaneous singing. This is found 300 times throughout the Bible. Give song to the Lord. Psalm 33.1, sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise him, to Tehillah him. And this isn't just like looking at a hymnal. This is that, that welling up inside of a spontaneous song. And we're not going to be able to like choreograph spontaneity because that's not how that works. But we can sing loudly to him. I love it that Isaiah 61, 1 through 3, he has like this vision and he says that 
God is enthroned on the praises of his people. And what he literally means is he is enthroned on the spontaneous outburst of singing of his people. How beautiful is that? So tonight, I ask you to stand up and we're going to sing loudly to our God. Psalm 30, 33, 1, sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to Tehilla him. Zamar, Zamar, and it means to play an instrument or literally to pluck strings of an instrument. I love this. I'm just going to read a chunk of Psalms. This is Psalm 18, 1 through 3. I love you, O Yahweh, my strength. Yahweh is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield, the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon Yahweh who is worthy to be Zamar, and I am saved from my enemies. This is, this is a <laughs> where Tehillah focuses on singing, Zamara is focusing on musical instruments. It's used in the Bible, and we'll read it, that it means any musical instrument. Like, get your hands on something and make some noise for the Lord. Psalm 153 through 6. Praise him with the trumpet sound. Praise him with the lute and the harp. Praise him with the tambourine and dance. Praise him with the strings and the pipe. Praise him with sounding cymbals. Praise him with a cloud clashing of cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise Yahweh. Praise Yahweh. And so it would be total chaos if some of us took up instruments that we don't know how to play. It would also be chaos if we took up instruments in this room that everyone didn't know how to play. But we all do have some awesome five-finger instruments. So we're about to get our clap on for Jesus, and we're going to lift up a joyful noise. You guys ready for this? This is old, old school, 70s and 80s. Singing to the Lord a new song. Singing to the Lord all the earth. for Zamarring with us, Elevate. All right, the next one is Toda. Toda. Oh, yeah. 
Now, this one is actually a little bit complex, so please bear with me. I know we've had a lot of fun. We've goofed off a lot, but bear with me on this one. It's special. Todah means to extend a hand in adoration, acknowledgement, or acceptance. And it's the, the picture of whenever a deal is signed between two people that they reach out and they shake hands to seal it. Are you following me? Now, this is really interesting. Psalm 50, 23, the one who offers thanksgiving or todah as his sacrifice glorifies me. This is praise that is based on the faith of God's fidelity, his faithfulness to his people. Todah means to give thanks, but it means to give thanks before you see an outcome. It is the idea of a commitment. God, because I trust and have faith in your promises, I commit to be thankful. I commit to praise you anyway. Before I see how you're going to work it out, before I'm delivered from this difficulty in my life, there's two really cool instances where we see Todah at work. One of them is when David is trapped by the Philistines in a city called Gath, and he is cornered with nowhere to go, and he writes, actually, I'm not going to read it because it's pretty long, but he says that he offers thanksgiving right there in the midst of his trials. And what he is doing is he is thanking God for being faithful even before God has showed up and and done the work yet. Another one is Jonah. Jonah is in a fish. He's underwater. He's been swallowed, and there is no hope. He is rubbing elbows with dead fish and stomach acid. And in the pit, the blackness of this whale, he writes this, But with the voice of thanksgiving of Todah, I will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And guess what happens? Jonah thinks he's just fish poop. He's sure it's over, but he gives thanks anyway. And the very next line is, And the Lord spoke to the fish and vomited Jonah upon dry land. I will bet you that everyone in this room has a situation in your life that you haven't seen the outcome yet. That is a difficulty, that is a challenge. You don't know where this is going. You're not sure how it could ever turn out for good. My challenge tonight is that you focus on that and you begin to offer praise and thanks to God for his deliverance, for his meeting that need, for his going that distance, for his resolving that issue, for reconciling that relationship. So I'd like you to take a minute right there in your seat, consider what that is, and take a minute to thank God for his faithfulness in your situation. And whenever all eyes are going to be closed, whenever you come to that point that you're willing to give thanks for what God is about to do or what he's going to do in the future, I challenge you just to raise your hand up like you're about to shake hands with God. Like, God, I'm trusting in your faithfulness. I commit, I seal the deal that I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to give thanks ahead of time. And it's just simply raising one hand and going, God, I'm shaking hands with you. I'm believing in you. So, guys, let's take a few minutes. The one who offers Todah as his sacrifice glorifies me. This is the sacrifice of praise. This is when you don't feel like it. Whenever your emotion says, this is broken, it's not ever going to be fixed. When nothing in you says, I should dance, I should sing, because the week has actually been terrible. This is that sacrifice that says, I'm going to thank you anyway, because no matter what's going on in my life, you are still worthy of praise. You are still worthy of Todah. So let's take a minute, everyone bow your heads, close your eyes, and let's let's surrender and thank God for his faithfulness. And I challenge you to shake hands with God that you're going to seal the bargain with your praise.
a form of praise that takes a choice of faith to believe that God is not finished yet. It's beautiful. And the last one, are you guys ready to get loud? The last one is awesome. Yeah. All right. We have to elevate Jesus in this place. This last one is fun to say because it sounds like Klingon. It's Shabbat. Can you say Shabbat? Shabbat. It means to shout in a loud voice. Psalm 63.3, because your steadfast love is better than life, my praise will shabak to you. I will shout loudly. This is that shout of victory. This is the shout of triumph. You have to imagine like that college football game against their nemesis. These are, this is like that game every year. And the stands are wild watching this play out. And the game is even right up to the end, and it rolls over into overtime because you're so evenly matched with the bad guys. And then some player you totally didn't expect comes out of nowhere and scores the winning goal, and this college football stadium erupts in wild excitement. Are you hearing me? This is a, to be fancy, a cacophony of joy, a loud noise. So guys, how, how much more worthy of that kind of eruptive love is God than any football game? How much more worthy is he of our praise loudly after he saved us while we were yet sinners, that he would send his son to die? So guys, I think it is time, elevate to get loud and elevate Jesus through some Shabbat. So because your steadfast love is better than life, my love and my praise will Shabbat you. Shabak.
All right, so guys, we're about to play some upbeat music. Feel free to yell some hallelujahs loudly or some amens or just some whoops. Let's get college football crazy on behalf of Jesus. You guys ready to Shabbat? All right, so we're going to go back to the first song, but the ending is a little different. I didn't do the ending part of the first song, so we're going to go back to the first song and... uh... I will sing to be mad for my king. Nothing, Lord, is hindering this passion in my soul. I will dance, I will sing to be mad for my king. Nothing, Lord, is hindering this passion in my soul. I'll become even more undignified than this. Some may think it's foolishness, but I'll become even more undignified than this. Leave my pride by the side and I'll become even more undignified than this. And some may think it's foolishness and I'll become even more undignified than this. Ready? La 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 la, hey 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 la 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 la. It's all for you, my Shabbat with you guys. All right, so take your seats. Quick recap. Seven ways of externally praising God from a heart of worship. They are to halal, to brag on God, or to dance. Yada, to raise your hands. Barak, to bow in reverence. Tehillah, to sing spontaneously. Zamar, to play an instrument. Todah, to give thanks even before you see the outcome. And Shabbat, to shout loudly. Psalm 145, 21. My mouth will speak the praise of Yahweh. Let all flesh bless his name forever and ever. These are the overflows of joy. They are the salt of praise in the heart of a believer. So elevate this week. Let's go and praise Jesus everywhere we go. I'm Go and change your entire perspective on your God time and start applying some of these things. Forget about the Hebrew words. Just apply. Start getting loud. Start bowing before your creator. Let's spend time with him in complete praise from this heart of worship. If you don't feel like it, remember, it's not about our feelings. It's about his worthiness. So elevate. Let's live lifestyles of worship and let's give praise to our king. Heavenly Father, you are a good God. We surrender our lives to you. I pray, Lord, that you are doing things inside of us that will change us forever, that will change our environments forever to become more and more like your kingdom. Holy Spirit, we give all of our praise, all of our glory to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all give a hand for Sam. Thank you for listening. Episodes are recorded every Wednesday at Elevate Student Ministry. All students, 7th through 12th grades, are welcome.